and welcome to the Point of Care Ultrasound Certification Academy podcast, where we focus on POCUS. Here, we will discuss all things related to Point of Care Ultrasound, the practice, the trends, and its impact on healthcare. Our program will engage thought leaders who are defining global patient care with the stethoscope of the future. What do you say? James Day here, recording live from the Focus on Pocus studios. And after four weekends of rain, it is now sunny in Media PA. Today, we have Janelle Bluedorn, and she is with us as our honored guest. Janelle is an emergency medicine physician assistant and educator at the University of North Carolina School of Medicine. She hails from the Great Plains of South Dakota, but received her physician assistant training at Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine a.k.a. PCOM, in 2010 before practicing emergency medicine on both coasts, one at the Cottage Health System in Santa Barbara, California, and Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston. At UNC, Janelle uses POCUS in her clinical practice in the ED and also integrates it into many of the PA programs that she teaches, including anatomy, patient assessment, and fundamentals of surgery. She was the keynote speaker for AAPA's inaugural Yes, I Scan PA Student POCUS competition and was honored as North Carolina's 2018 PA of the Year. When not scanning, teaching, or saving lives, Janelle enjoys spending time in the Carolina sunshine with her dog, gardening, and following basketball. Hi, Janelle. Hi, James. I am super pumped to be here. How are you today? I got to tell you, I'm impressed and also jealous that someone as young as you are doing all these awesome things. And I just looked at your LinkedIn video that you did for Butterfly, and it floored Um, me. Tell us. The Butterfly video was a lot of fun to do. Um, Since the Butterfly ultrasound technology came out, I've been using it so frequently, um, not only in my clinical practice, but also in my work as an educator. And so when they approached me to say, hey, do you want to talk about how you're using this in your work? I said, yeah, absolutely. So they came down here, they shot for a day. We had so much fun. And I saw the video for the first time yesterday when probably everybody uh, saw it. And I was super impressed by it. Um, It was, again, just, just fun. I'm very lucky to be able to do a job where I get paid and and do what I love. Yeah. Teaching and scanning and practicing medicine. That is so awesome. And you have your own podcast. Wow. Yeah. I mean, are you truly a millennial if you don't have your own podcast? Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm Generation X. I sit back and watch the world burn, you know. uh, We were lost to the Breakfast Club movie. I don't know. It's tough. (laughs) So, uh, you know, how about that? So let's talk about millennials. Uh, are we going to talk about man buns, the millennial mullet, or are we going to talk about flannel shirts? Or what What do millennial women wear? I never can identify millennials. Yeah, I mean, I think that we, we like, I'm not, I'm not going to say fast fashion, but we, you know, we kind of change our style evolves. Um, you know, I do think that the millennial men, they do like the, the man buns a little bit. Uh, but I think, you know, millennial women were very... Uh, a little bit more like chameleons. We like to adapt to what's going on around us. And yeah. So, pretty, yeah. So I think that that's what we, there's nothing stereotypical about what we wear. Yeah, I've noticed that. You know, I'm, I don't want to say anything because Dave, uh, 
has the beard and kind of rocks the hipster millennial mm, look. Uh, mm-hmm. He might just shut me down here, so I have to be careful, <laughs> tread lightly. So how about it? What What's it like to be a millennial who teaches other millennials how to use POCUS? The interesting thing is that some of my students are actually uh, older than me, um, and some of them are actually Gen Xers uh, like you. But um, I'm you sorry know, whether to hear Gen that. X- <laughs> that, that <laughs> that's okay. It's fun. I really, I really love teaching a diversity of ages. Uh, but when it comes to teaching point of care ultrasound to students that are millennials or any learners that are millennials, the great thing is that people are usually able to sort of pick up that probe and you know put it on the anatomic location where they would expect to see an organ like a kidney or something like that. And they're able to like look at that screen and manipulate their hand with the probe um, and really intuitively um, manipulate that image and be able to optimize their image. And I really kind of chalk that up to the fact that a lot of us sort of grew up playing like video games. You know, we were, we were were pretty good at Mario Kart and (laughs) those type of things. And so this idea of using something tactile, like whether it is like a video game controller or an ultrasound probe, and then looking at a screen and having what you're doing, you know, in the real world or tactile um, affect what you're seeing on a screen or what's happening on a screen. It's almost second nature to people that are millennials. And so I do think that it's a little bit easier to teach point of care ultrasound to people that have sort of grown up with that idea of, you know, of being able to manipulate something on a screen with what they're doing in, in real life. So I think that's, it's, it's kind of fun. It's kind of easy. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of noticed that when I worked at the Sim Center, um, that we used to, uh, before millennial was the hot term, it was, uh, there was mm-hmm. a lot of people, we used to call them the digital kids. You know, they must have spent a lot of time yeah. with Xbox and they just took to the simulators like incredibly. Absolutely. And I think also the, the other thing with uh, millennials that really is great with point of care ultrasound, and we, we get given a little bit of flack for wanting to have things now being that like now generation, we want our information at our fingertips. And that's another beauty of point of care ultrasound is whether you are a millennial physician or PA or nurse practitioner, um, or I mean, any other type of clinician or healthcare provider, you are able to get just a wealth of knowledge so quickly if you have those skills um, with point of care ultrasound. And so it really does play into what I would call a strength of our generation of wanting um, and being able to attain um, information and knowledge super quickly. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, you guys are uh, changing the world and I love it. Um, So I'm going to ask you something. So, uh, you know, you integrate POCUS into a foundational physician assistance Mm -hmm. education. How's that working for you? I think it's working pretty well. (laughs) Good. So, yeah, so the first place that we actually integrated ultrasound into the true foundational preclinical curriculum over at the University of North Carolina PA program was in the anatomy course. And mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, the anatomist that teaches our anatomy course, he's taught anatomy for years and years to all the medical students at UNC. And he is one of the most decorated medical educators that we've got here. And clearly his course is a well-oiled machine. And so when I rolled up as a junior faculty member, I, I knocked on his door and I said, Hey, Ed, Dr. Koenig, can I like do something crazy with your class? Can I make, hopefully make your class even better if that's even possible and bring this thing called point of care ultrasound um, into your class? 
And he was so chill about it. He said, yeah, absolutely. Um, so what we ended up doing is I, I wrote a curriculum to have point of gear ultrasound augment this already amazing and robust anatomy class. So what happens uh, with the students is that they go learn anatomy from uh, the anatomist in the, the classroom. Then they dissect um, in the cadaver lab, uh, what they had learned about in the classroom. And then in a session following, we go and we scan on one another or on standardized patient models, those same structures that they've learned about in the textbook and in the PowerPoint, then they've seen on uh, a cadaver. And then they get to see them dynamically, what they look like in a real live living person. And it actually adds a little bit of like a clinical context. And one of the things that my students have shared with me is, uh, is that they really enjoy the point of care ultrasound um, anatomy sessions, not because, you know, they get to see, you know, an anatomic structures in another way, but it kind of refreshes them when they're learning all this like foundational stuff, kind of refreshes them and says like, this is why I'm going into medicine. I want to be able to like look at images and, you know, make a diagnosis, make an assessment. And it, it kind of reminds them why they are there early on in their training. So yes. I found a lot of success um, with, you know, integrating this in a foundational course. Yes, that's all. I mean, I love that. And, and there's a lot of anatomists that are actually integrating it, what you did there at Duke. And you handled that very nicely because you're dealing with someone who's had their curriculum pretty much nailed for years, and you come in and you mm -hmm. ratchet it up several notches. It's, <laughs> yeah, when you can see mitral valves and aortic valves snapping and popping, that's that says a lot to looking at cadavers and things like that. Yeah, it brings so, it to life. Yeah, and so, you know, on this iScan, what is that, the PA? I think that, was that at one of your conferences? I think your PA conference was in New Orleans, wasn't it? Yes, so mm -hmm. last year, so 2018 was the first year um, that we had the Yes I Scan uh, competition. It was the brainchild of um, Patrick Bafuma, who's a, an emergency medicine PA up in, in New York. And he, he had this crazy idea. He went to AAPA, which is the American Academy of Physician Assistants, which is our big PA organization. And he pitched his idea. And they, again, kind of like took a risk on him. Um, and he put together this amazing student competition where PA students from all across the country compete against uh, one another with point-of-care ultrasound skills. And um, it, it, was, it was really, really fun. And we did well enough last year that they're letting us do it again. So we're actually, I'm flying to Denver tomorrow um, to go to AAPA 2019, and that's where we're going to have part two or the, the second um, edition of Yes, I Scan. And so that'll be happening in just a few short days. And so we're all revved up and prepped uh, to do this. That's really cool. So another thing, uh, you know, you're, you're a young lady, a woman in medicine. How has POCUS helped advance or maybe shape your career, maybe your practice? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny when I tell people that I do point-of-care ultrasound, mm -hmm. and especially if it's somebody that's, you know, not really in medicine, if it's, you know, somebody that's like in academia, but you know, maybe in the sciences or something, um, one of the first things that comes out of their mouth is, oh, so you like 
look at babies, right? Um, because that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the, <laughs> I'm sure that you get that too. I mean, you're yeah. you're a sonographer, um, but there's so many other applications than just looking at um, you know fetal development and kind of like women's health applications. And so I think that you know, even though I first learned point of care ultrasound as a women's health PA, because that's actually where I started my um, career, there are so many more applications. And so, of course, like as a woman, you kind of, you kind of get a little pigeonholed into saying like, well, if you do ultrasound, you're probably doing this um, on women. But how it's helped me as especially a young uh, female medical educator is it's really given me an avenue to be creative and sort of find a niche where I can um, develop some leadership. And so it was an area for uh, PA education in particular, where there wasn't a lot of stuff happening, where there wasn't a lot of leadership. That, and it was a space that as a, again, a young female PA educator, I was able to sort of like stake my claim, make it my own and, and gr- grow and build a community and a community that is, you know, both males and females, but a lot of other uh, junior faculty members uh, that are females that um, are really leading this revolution of putting point of care ultrasound into PA education. And I'm really proud to be part of that. Yeah, you should be. So, you know, I'm thinking about physician assistants and the ones I've known over the years, and that's a relatively young field. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, what kind of opportunities or the challenges, perhaps, the yin-yang exists for the PAs who want to learn POCUS? Absolutely. Yeah, we are we are quite a young profession. Uh, we just had our 50th anniversary of uh, being a profession last year. Woohoo. Happy I didn't even know it was 50. That's yeah, it was 50. Wow. Yeah, it started 50 years ago in North Carolina. So it feels pretty cool to be in the state where this all started. Um, but in terms of, I guess, challenges, I mean, there's a lot of opportunities. Um, mm-hmm. But in terms of, of challenges, um, a lot of times I've talked to PAs that, you know, work in healthcare systems where there are, you know, training and um, privileging pathways for their physician colleagues, but maybe not for the advanced practice provider colleagues. So people like PAs and nurse practitioners, um, CRNAs, you know, people that are non-physicians but do uh, provide care. And so that's one of the challenges, um, you know, just talking with folks is from a logistical standpoint, getting these training and privileging pathways in place in these healthcare systems. But at the same time, on the flip side, that is also an opportunity for leadership for these advanced practice providers to, you know, work with the leadership and the administration and the education teams at their institutions in order to establish these things. And I I think I'm a firm believer that, you know, if you want something done or if there's a shortcoming, um, that you're able to step in there, especially when it's advocating for skills or advancement for your own uh, profession, it's important that you're, you're able to sort of like step in there and provide that leadership uh, to better the future of your profession. You know, I got to ask you a question here. We're coming to the end. Mm-hmm. I want to know about what kind of dog, what kind of gardening? <laughs> yes. Are you doing uh, vegetables? So you got your vegetables I in? I am. Yeah, I, I, I am doing vegetables, and I also have a, a, a strawberry patch, too. But down in the, the south, um, which I've only lived in the south for about three years down here in North Carolina, um, things grow really, really easily, especially peppers. And so kind of my specialty is uh, a shishito pepper. 
Um, I don't wow. know if you've ever had those before, but that's that's kind of my, my specialty. So if you don't know what it is, I would recommend that you Google it. What is it again? Um, Say it again. Shishido. Shishido. Okay. I'll try Shishido. to. Shishido. Yeah, they're great. Um, so that's sort of my, my gardening specialty. But again, yeah, I've got my strawberry patch, um, which they grow like weeds, but they're delicious. Um, and then as far as my dog goes, his name is Roscoe. Um, he was a shelter dog that I got when I was living down in Santa Barbara, California. And um, he's a pit bull pointer mix. Um, he's so okay. lovable. Yeah, uh, very lovable. He's hitting, I think, age 12 right now. Wow. And he is fit, yeah, and he is still full of energy. Uh, so we'll, you know, we'll take him out and people will think that he's a puppy that still, he's got a little bit of like gray on his muzzle, but people will still think that he's a puppy. And I'm like, nope, he is a geriatric dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Maybe you can do some veterinary scans on him. Veterinary scans. <laughs> They're doing that too now. So Janelle. Uh, maybe I might have done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might be able to do that. I'm sure you, you're doing everything else. You're a very impressive young lady. And uh, Janelle Blue Dorn, thank you for taking the time to be here on today's show. Absolutely. And we appreciate the audience for listening in. And don't forget that for even more Pocus Talk on us, you can follow us on Twitter at Pocus Academy and on Facebook at Pocus Cert Academy. And Janelle, it was really an honor to have you on our podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. This was fun. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Focus on Pocus. Be sure to tune in with us next week for more interviews with thought leaders that are on the forefront of global point-of-care ultrasound. The thoughts and opinions expressed in this podcast are the views and opinions of the guests and not those of Intelios. This podcast is for information purposes only.